They've watched Citizen Kane a combined 200 times. Elliot's first words were, I personally thought the use of Dutch angles was derivative in the 400 blows. In Nathan's favorite historical figure is Fritz Lang. Now they're bringing that snootiness to you with Magellan's at the Movies. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're doing it in person for the first time, so now we've got the the thingy. The visualizer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and see, this is what I'm saying. You're lower than me. Yeah, well, I'm tired. <laughs> All right, well, just screen the whole podcast. Anyway, firstly, we got to thank Jake, as usual, for coming. Yep. This Good job, Jake. Yep. Killing now, it again on the intro. Now, get back in your closet. Don't come out until next time. Yeah, he can sit over there by shadow. All right, so not much bantering. Well, we to are do. we going to talk about the feedback that we've got? Well, you've gotten about the name, our yeah, naming convention. I've, I've I've received some complaints about us using Magellans at the movies instead of Mogolians at the movies. Uh, I just like to address that feedback right now that uh, we're not changing it. So. That's how we're addressing the feedback. You sounded like you were apologizing for saying something <laughs> racist at a press conference. Well, I mean, I guess it could be construed as racist that we're changing it to the American version of our name. But That's it's true. just, it's easier to pronounce. And I don't want people to be unable to find our podcast because a friend says, hey, I'm listening to this great podcast, Muggle Yances of the Movies, and they type in, you know, Muggle of blah, 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 in the movie, at the movies, and they're like, we can't find it. And then we lose a listener. So it's really about broadening our appeal. I agree. Expediency is more important than not being racist. <laughs> That's not what I said <laughs> at all. At all. Yeah, other comments that we've received, uh, our podcast is better than the Deacons podcast, the Roger Deacons podcast, and better than another Indianola-based movie podcast. I've had a lot of people say that, we're not going to name names, but another movie podcast that was based in Indianola for quite a while until going belly belly up because of uh, infighting amongst the hosts, I think. Wow, that's like legitimate rumor mongering. All right. Anyway, that's enough of enough of bantering, the bantering section. I want to keep going with the bantering because I really don't want to talk about this movie. Yeah, we're both, we've been able to talk about three movies that at the very least we enjoy. And now we're getting to a movie that we both did not enjoy as much. But that's good. It's a different experience. And I'm hoping Elliot gets angry and yells to boost boost our appeal <laughs> to the angry audience. <laughs> I'm too tired to be yelling. All right. Well, maybe just get a, a frustrated, high-pitched squeal. <sighs> but anyway, today we're talking about Jurassic World Dominion, right? Yep. Is the name? The yeah. conclusion, the epic conclusion <laughs> to the Jurassic, Jurassic era. Jurassic saga, yeah. Yep. So, director Colin Trevorrow returning after a brief hiatus to do something. We don't know. No movie came from his hiatus, but uh, returning to the franchise he started with Jurassic World to do the final one. 
All of the legacy actors are back. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. And um, I guess... It doesn't go well. It, yeah. In I'm, more ways than one. Do, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Uh, I guess I can start. I thought this movie was pretty bad. <laughs> Didn't like it very much. How long is it? It's like it's like, almost three hours. Yeah, it's like two two forty, I think. Yeah, you feel it. I mean, I don't even. I it's hard to know where to start because I have a lot of problems with these movies. Well, with this movie, for the record, the only good Jurassic movie is Jurassic Park, which is an all time classic. But uh, I guess I can start there. I mean, this movie is so far removed from what Jurassic Park was. I mean, it's in a completely different genre. It's like a globe-trotting action movie. There's, it's not, they're not even trying to bring back the more tense, you know, horror-adjacent elements of the first one. It's not scary at all. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the movie that comes to mind most in terms of, like, a comparison is it's almost like a Bond movie. That's Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that and especially the villain. I mean, the villain is just such a stupid Bond. Like, here's my idiotic plan for world domination based off of, you know, destroying something to control food or whatever. And, yeah, I also thought that there's one sequence that's somewhat... Or there's moments in the movie where I thought it would become more like Jurassic Park. Like, when... Bryce Dallas Howard's character crashes and lands in the, like, dinosaur forest or whatever, that that felt like it was going to be more Jurassic Park-y. But then they just keep cutting back to, like, other things. They've got, like, eight plot lines going, and they never spend a huge amount of time on any of them. I mean, sloppiness just pervades this movie. Uh, the best example I can think of is... There's a scene where Claire, Owen, and the, I can't remember what his name is, but the guy from the first Jurassic World movie, Owen's, like, oh, yeah, partner, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, are going to some underground dinosaur ring-fighting restaurant combo <laughs> to, I don't even remember, do something stupid, to, you know? yeah. Be at the meetup. Where yeah, be at the meetup where things are being sold. I don't know. And they walk in to the place, and then the next cut, the next, very next cut, Claire is in a bathroom washing her hands or some idiotic nonsense, and Owen and the other guy are on a roof outside, and I was like... Did I just black out? Like, the, the first thing I said after this movie was done was I've never felt more like I was having a seizure during a movie. Because what happened? I mean, we never had... There was no there was no idea of a plan. It was like Owen and the other guy just wandered into a warp tube and Claire decided, well, I guess I'm on my own now. I should probably wash my hands to take care of the Rona. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. And I mean, when 
Claire does crash, and she's, like, crawling away from the weird dinosaur with Freddy Krueger hands. Yeah. Uh, Why did the dinosaur just eat her? I, mean, I know! She, she goes underwater, and the dinosaur's eyes are a little milky, which... Maybe it's supposed to be blind or something? Maybe we need to be paleontologists. And if we knew the type of dinosaur, we'd be like, oh, yeah, dedication to detail there, because that's that type of dinosaur. Well, I just didn't understand what happened. And the same, something really similar happened when they first, when they first have, like, a big confrontation with the Gigasaurus or whatever it's called. Uh, and they're, like, moving around the other side of a crashed car ostensibly to hide from it, but it saw them when it first came out of the forest. Yeah. So what are they doing? <laughs> it just makes no sense. It's so dumb. Yeah, and we talked about, so we saw this, if it seems like we're forgetting things, it's because the movie's forgettable and we saw it like last week. But we talked about right after we saw it that I felt at least that it felt like the movie was rewritten as it was shot and even like as it was edited because there's so many moments, there's not so many, but like there's a couple moments where the camera lingers on something and you're, and in my head, I'm like, usually when the camera lingers, like it's supposed to mean something and I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. Like there was a whole bunch of times where it lingered on the guy who's the villain and I was like, we know he's the, like, we know he's the villain already. Why are we lingering on this as if it's like, oh, you should be thinking that maybe this guy is sketchy. Like, yeah, we know you told us. And again, with the reveal that the girl is being sent to, what was the name of the company? Bryson or something like that? Biosyn. Biosyn. It literally has the word sin in its <laughs> name. That's this movie's idea of subtlety. I, th I think it's synthetic. Is Yeah, I understand. Okay, well, but... When the woman says, like, oh, they're taking her to Biosyn, and then, like, there's a musical cue, and there's a beat, and then it shows the girl seeing Biosyn on the plane, and I'm like, this is, we already knew this. So either we were originally not supposed to know this, or the people who edited this movie just think the people watching this movie are as dumb as the people who maybe wrote this movie. Wow. And they need multiple chances to see this thing well on the subject of the villain was the guy who played dodgson given <laughs> a script that had been severely diluted by terrible coffee stains and when he asked about the gaps they said i'll just ad lib it and his idea of ad lib he was just really nervous so he, he was he was stuttering being like uh yeah i well because I don't know. Is he supposed to have really crippling social anxiety or something? Because he reminded of me when I have to socially interact because he's just really awkward and he's stuttering and he's like looking around and there's clearly things that he wants to say, but he just doesn't know how to say it. And yeah, it's so a really a really compelling performance of a man trapped in social anxiety, trapped in a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate the, you know, the dedication to depictions of mental health issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I, I would ask you, do you think there's a version of this? Because like you said, you think Jurassic Park is the only good one. I'm not as huge a Jurassic Park fan as you. Honestly, it's a toss up between Jurassic World and Jurassic Park for my favorite Jurassic movie. 
But do you think there's a All version? Right, well, this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. That's gonna do it for us. Um, but do you think there's a version of this movie that is like a genuinely good capper to these six films, or do you think it's just too far gone and the ideas are just so divorced from what the series is supposed to be about that from the offset, from the get go, they were kind of bum out luck. Uh, I don't know. I think that there's probably no way to salvage the franchise as it stands. And I honestly don't know if there's a way to make Jurassic Park into a franchise that works either. Because the first Jurassic Park, just there's just absolutely no need for a sequel. And the movies have been retreading the exact same themes and ideas and you know animals and moments and junk like that since the beginning so obviously among the writers and directors that they've gotten there hasn't really been an appetite to see where the franchise might go but honestly i just don't think it should go anywhere i think it should have just stayed with Jurassic Park. Okay, listen, hear this. This has nothing to do I'll with the movie. I'll hear this. But I was thinking as I was watching this movie, and some of the elements that I said, right, like her crashing in the dinosaur forest, and I was like, oh, this is kind of like Jurassic Park, or when they were going through the caves and there was those weird crocodile-esque monsters that I was like, oh, this feels kind of Jurassic Parky. Imagine this. They gorilla make a Jurassic Park spinoff movie. Like... Like Jurassic Park 3, right? They accidentally land in the dinosaur forest, the Biosyn forest. But all of the marketing is just like, it just seems like a monster movie and they hide all of the other stuff. And so when you're there, it's like a twist that they crash land and like, oh, there's monsters and we don't know. And then the first time you see like, oh, it's a T-Rex. Oh, it's Jurassic Park. And it's like a monster like survival horror movie. I think that would be kind of cool. Or at the very least, if I saw that in theaters, I would think that was cool. And then the quality of the actual movie would be dependent on if the movie itself was good. I mean, they would have to really trust word of mouth. Because that's like the twist in Split, isn't it? That it's a a surprise sequel to another movie. So, (laughs) I don't know how you would even go about doing that. Or what... What the chief financial officer's plan for making money off of it would be, because that would be a huge gamble. And also, pretty much the only people for whom that experience would be preserved would be like the first first three showings of the movie. And then obviously, Twitter would be a light, or whatever happens on Twitter, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Things would be tweeting (laughs) about... uh, this being a secret Jurassic Park movie. Well, I think that's a stupid idea. Okay, well, thank you. Something else that I wanted to note about the movie is just how hard it is going into, like, nostalgia. Not just in bringing back the legacy characters, who I think are fairly, outside of Jeff Goldblum, I mean, misused to just, I mean, them falling in love again is just stupid and serves no purpose other than having a unnecessary romance subplot. 15th subplot? Yeah. But they also put, like, a film grain 
over all of over like the cinematography so it looks like the old Jurassic Park and then they used the same font and like style of intertitle when they introduce a new place as the original Jurassic Park which I just thought it was interesting that they were just pandering so heavily towards nostalgia and it just what an absolute misfire it was in every regard yeah it's totally meaningless yeah because like you said it's not like it says anything new about humanity or science and this pursuit of an accomplishment as opposed to a pursuit of like knowledge or anything actually beneficial for mankind and the movie is just torn apart in a million different ways from all of these different subplots that i think any person i mean even someone who goes and is just the biggest whatever chris pratt's character's name is owen Owen. Even someone who's like the biggest Owen fan in the universe, I think would be hard pressed to maintain caring about Owen as we introduce all of these new characters and as we do all of these new subplots. And it's, again, it's two hours and 40 minutes, which is a long time for any movie to maintain my attention, not to mention a movie that's constantly splitting my attention between four or five different things. Well, and most of the plot isn't actually most of the narrative isn't dinosaur-driven. It's about these ridiculous locusts. Stupid bugs. Here's my theory about this. Because the last movie ended with the little girl releasing all the dinosaurs into the world, and I remember thinking that was so dumb and so flagrantly unethical because now all of the people that those dinosaurs are going to kill are on her hands. That's on her. And I think that the writers realized that but they didn't really want to go like, oh man, this girl's like totally responsible for the deaths of a lot of innocent people. This is bad. We gotta, we gotta shift the attention onto some other uh, villain. Uh, what do you got? We got in there, locust, giant locust. That's genius. That's gold. Let's get back to smoke and crack, and we'll ride it once we're done. I just want to point out that you said at the beginning of this, you didn't think you would yell or get angry because you were tired. Your uh, audio thing <laughs> has been significantly higher than me this entire time. So I, think that's true. I think you underestimated how angry you can get as you watch. Honestly, I'm not angry. I'm just aggravated. And, you know, it just, none of it means anything. It's all completely meaningless. And I don't want to get into the pathos of movies or art in general and you know the human drive to tell stories (laughs) or to listen to stories but i think that the the worst thing i can say about a movie or a story is that it's meaningless or that it it's not saying anything and you know i understand that movies are a big a big part of movies is about entertainment and there are some movies that don't necessarily reveal anything about the human condition that are just for there to entertain you. There are a lot of those types of movies that I like, but the crucial thing about them is that they're well-made. Yeah, they are entertaining. They are entertaining. And this movie has nothing to distract me from the fact that it's basically just getting on, you know, getting on a moving sidewalk to get a little bit closer to death. <laughs> oh 
Having achieved nothing and having changed in no way, having not been challenged or intrigued or entertained, you know, it's just, it's literally a way to kill time. Yeah, and I think this might be one of the only... I'm not a very harsh critic, and I say it to everyone that I'm really a child when it comes to movies. I'm very easily entertained. I'm like a baby. You show me flashing lights, and I just go goo-goo-ga-ga over it. Yeah. But this is probably one of... This is probably one of, (laughs) if not the first movie, that when it ended, I genuinely felt, yeah, like it was just corporate Hollywood making a Jurassic World movie to make money. That even when I saw, like, Rise of Skywalker, there was still a part of me that was like, I think there's, you know, I think some Star Wars fans were in on this. I think some people trying to do Star Wars. Now that we're not talking about Star Wars, does that mean that we're uh, weapons-free on talking about the sequels? No, we're not, no. I'm just saying that this was so soullessly felt like it was written by a board of executives who had no, who had not been in human contact, like genuine human contact in like years. And we're just making like they foggily remember having seen Jurassic Park in like a heroin fueled haze. And now they're just trying to desperately recall everything from that foggy memory and write a movie that they think people who enjoyed that would enjoy. And it's just such a colossal waste of everyone's time. And like you said, it's so long and it does so little that's interesting or innovative. I mean, even Fallen Kingdom had that one neat shot that was a wonder of them falling off the cliff. And then they were trapped in the thing. At least at that, I mean, I really struggle to say anything positive about this film. Although my final number will show that there was some positive things. I thought Jeff Goldblum was fun as usual. He was funny. And there were some sequences, like, I did genuinely think the sequence in the cave was actually very, like, well done and reminded me of some of the best sequences in, not in the sense that it was as good as them, but it was just felt like a similar experience of being like, oh, they're in this scary place, and then here's a shot of, like, a dinosaur, and then they build it up, and then it, you know, kind of comes out that I was like, okay, well, that was kind of neat, and, uh... I don't know, some of the shots of uh, dinosaurs running with real-world animals I thought were kind of funny. But yeah, otherwise, it's really just two hours. I mean, that was maybe ten minutes. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's not in it a ton, and that cave sequence doesn't last very long. So there's maybe like 15 minutes of something that's okay in the film. Otherwise, it's two hours and 25 minutes of just, you know, some real drivel. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie that is bad. And then I think about there's other bad movies like Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. All right, all right, all right. right. (sighs) I mean, it's all very clinical. Like, they, every move that the, every narrative move that this movie made in terms of bringing back things and making callbacks was like laser targeted on what's popular from the other movies and in some warped logic believing that just doing it again will translate into similar success. 
Yeah, and I think I said after we saw it that this is one of Kind of, of like a different movie in another science fiction <laughs> trilogy reboot. <laughs> Whatever. I think I said this right after we saw it, that this is also one of the first movies that feels like people genuinely gave up. I mean, besides Fan4Stick. Fan4Stick felt like people gave up in the middle of that. But, like, it... It felt like they introduced some elements that were super cliche, and then instead of even doing the cliche, they just gave up instantly, right? They introduced Biosyn and Dodgson, and instantly everyone's thinking like, oh, these guys are some dirtbag, you know, evil people doing some evil stuff, and they don't even try to make that a twist. They don't even try to pull off the cliche. They just straight up tell you, like, ten minutes into the movie, like, yeah, Biosyn's evil, and here's their stupidly generic evil plan to kill crops and then sell crops and make money. That I, They don't even try to be cliché. They give up before the cliché. And so it's just such a, such a real mess of a movie. Uh, you can. know, now that I'm thinking about that plan, we just watched Monsters, Inc. last night, and we were talking about how, like, whether or not the government would allow a company like Monsters, Inc. that is ostensibly the only source of energy for the monster world, if they would allow that company to, A, be run privately, or B, you know, fail. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Biosyn is the exclusive producer of food, <laughs> is everyone just going to be okay with that? They're going to be like, yeah, you know, whatever. That That's capitalism, it, bro. This corporation owns all of us now. That's yeah, this fine. corporation is basically, no, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that that's allowed. No, probably. And if it is, it probably shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. Well, I think we've I think we've said pretty much all we can. We can sit here shooting holes in the plot. I'm sure until the cows come home, or at least until Ryan gets up and interrupts us. So I think we should go to um, a score. Yeah. So uh, mine, it's like a three point five. Just What's wrong with you. <laughs> well, again, there were some parts that I thought were neat. Oh wait, you're doing and it out of ten. Yeah, right. it's not... This is the second time you've done well, this. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, three three 3.5 out of 10. You know, it's... There's just a lot that's bad in it. I mean, if you're with your friends and you don't want to pay attention to the movie very much and you're planning on hanging out for the next three hours and you just need some background noise, you can put on a Drake album or you could rent this movie and watch it and maybe one of your friends who's high would enjoy some parts of it. Wow, we're accusing a lot of people of being having been on drugs or being on drugs related to the production of this movie. I don't think that's well. You know, you know these Hollywood Hollywood dirtbags. They're all on drugs. They're all. I think we're getting into territory that I'm not exactly comfortable with. All right. Well, what's what's your what's your rating? With my rating of drugs, uh, zero. <laughs> nope. Nope. Try of them film. I would say uh, D. A D out of 10. Okay. <laughs> a D on, you know, the typical letter grade scale. because Not because there's anything lifting it up, but because despite, despite my somewhat exacting standards for movies, it actually takes a lot for me to legitimately actively hate a movie and to think that it is, you know, there is nothing, that it's just complete garbage you know i don't i think 
what I'm saying, what I'm rambling is <laughs> that there are very few movies that I have ever given an F to. Yeah. What you're maundering. What I'm maundering. Exactly. Uh, and there, it's just, there's not enough bad and not enough egregiously bad about this movie to make me give it an F. That doesn't mean that I think it has redeeming qualities. It's yeah. just that, you know, I think that it's like, you know, it's like rating being sick. You know, there's no redeeming qualities to a cold, but I'm not going to rate a cold the same way I would cancer. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not as egregiously bad as, like, The Room or Once Upon a Time in America. But Let's never, <laughs> ever review Once Upon a Time in America because we would have to rewatch it, and I think that would just... I think that would kill me. I think I would have to remove myself from the room via the near nearest window. I would have to defenestrate myself. There's a vocab yeah, word for you. Uh, within the first 10 minutes. For sure, for sure. All right, so now usually we do recommendations here. But since we didn't like this movie, we thought it would be a little weird to be like, hey, if you like you this. You like this movie. <laughs> now that we've been basically insulted yeah. your intelligence, you, you might also like this other bad movie. Well, I just, you know, just to be clear, this is just our opinion. Like, these are things that we think are bad about the film. If you watch it and you think it's good, I don't think that, you know, I don't think liking any movie makes a person stupid. I think it just means they have a different definition of good. And I think that's fine. And that's what's cool about Movie criticism is hearing what other people define as good and why they define it as good. So, that aside, we were thinking instead, since this movie is in theaters, we'd do some recommendations for other movies that are in theaters that we've seen recently that we maybe think would be more worthy of a purchase if you're looking for a night on the town, you're getting your gal, you're getting your guy, you're going... Just came out, out from the Zakop. Yeah, you're going out to a film... You're going to see a picture show. Getting your guy and your gal. It's going to be awkward I said, for or one of them. Guy or your gal. Okay. Um, Just want to make sure we're not you know, promoting <laughs> uh, promiscuity. Especially such uh, such flagrant promiscuity. Flagrant prom- hey, boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. You want to catch a movie with us? Um. Anyway, I thought we would recommend some other movies. So, Elliot... Do you have one? If you Do don't you realize what you just said, what other movies? Yeah, we always recommend other movies. It's not like I'm going to recommend this movie. Other movies that are in theaters right now, or uh, have recently been in theaters right now. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of similar in that it's a continuation of a popular movie series. It's not one to one, but I would say Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I've seen the original Top Gun, didn't care for it that much, to be honest, but, uh, I went to the sequel in theaters and I actually thought that it was, it was pretty good. I mean, it is definitely, if what you're looking for is a meaningless, but entertaining movie, this is absolutely on a different level from Jurassic World because the, the flight sequences are legitimately spectacular and you know the the other parts the characters and the plot itself they're not groundbreaking but they're also not you know clones who have led to the deaths of innocent people or you know geezers (laughs) trying to relive their glory days 
Don't say that about Sam Neill. Sam Neill, you know, I have nothing but respect for you, Sam Neill. And Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum are also good actors, but, you know, they weren't really, they weren't really breaking their, <laughs> breaking their backs trying to bring their best work here. Yeah. I and Tom Cruise is always going to break his <laughs> he's, back. He's breaking his back. <laughs> he's yeah, bringing he's, it, he's bringing us all. Yeah, he is not, he's not playing. When he dies before 60, which he might already be 60. No, I think he's like in his 50s. Although he, he looks great for his age. He does look great. All right. Well, I think that's a good recommendation. I haven't seen that. So mine was um, Lightyear, the new Pixar movie that just came out. The marketing for this was an absolute mess, a real travesty. If you go and see the movie, the movie in like the first 20 seconds explains its whole conceit in a very succinct way. But I just think it's a really fun movie. I think it's a very enjoyable, entertaining film. It's got a lot of really interesting and fun science fiction ideas that it plays with. It's got absolutely phenomenal animation that looks amazing. Big fan of Chris Evans' voice work in the movie. And it's just, yeah, like Elliot said, it's not like something that's going to change your life. But if you're looking for an entertaining movie, uh, it's significantly shorter than Jurassic World. And it's significantly more enjoyable and more fun than Jurassic World. So it's a good way to break the news to someone that you're cheating on them. Yeah, if you're bringing yes, if, if you're bringing your, if you're bringing your guy and your girl. Yeah, I said or will like people will be able to listen and rewind and be like, wow, Elliot's just deaf because Nathan clearly said or. No, oh, I think they'll be like, dang, Nathan's got a certain lifestyle that <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure I can get behind. All right, well, that's uh, that's pretty much all for us. We don't that's know. all, folks. Yep. So, uh, Elliot, you say your uh, catchphrase. Life is hard, full of disappointments. Yep. And one disappointment that will never be is uh, listening to an episode of Magellan's at the Movies. I so. don't know. I was pretty disappointed with this one. The movie or the episode? The movie, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I was saying an episode, like listening to the podcast. You'll never be disappointed. I think there some people might be. I hope that Alexander DeCruz is still with us. He's watched, as far as we know, which is not very far. He's watched, he's listened to all of the episodes. You know, he's and been loved there them. and loved them. You know, again, as far as we know. Uh, so I'm really what I the really re, the reason I'm doing this is for Alex yeah. because I know that he's sort of going through a hard time. He needs some he needs some escapist entertainment. Yeah, that's what we provide. Yeah. That's the. That's the our contribution to the geopolitical stability. Yeah. So uh, we hope you join us next week. We hope we review a better movie next week. And uh, I'll I'll see you later, Alex. I'll talk to you when this is over.